for example, we've got a, a platform that uh, we we built along with Bamboo and Apex Clearing that's called Tango. That is a full robo advice capability. Um, the difference between a traditional robo advisor and Tango is that this it's actually plumbed with the Go algorithm. So you may be an NRA firm that wants to expand, but again, needs the technology to scale that, um, just doesn't have uh, that capacity to deal with a huge influx of accounts, but can bring in something like a Tango and offer it to a wider array of clients and actually you know, mine the Tango accounts for when they've hit a threshold where it might be, might be worth the conversation to kind of graduate that client into sort of a full service relationship. That was Matt McComber, VP of Digital Wealth for Franklin Templeton, talking about their B2B robo platform called Tango that's powered by their new goals optimization engine that he refers to as Go or GOE. Franklin Templeton has big plans for the goals optimization engine and are partnering with a bunch of vendors who will use it to build and manage customized asset allocations for their clients. I spoke to Matt and Deepak Agrawal also from Franklin Templeton, about how the Goals Optimization Engine can help advisory firms improve client outcomes, how enterprise wealth management firms can integrate GOE into their existing infrastructure, and a whole lot more on this episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. Over the past 16 years, we've worked with hundreds of fintech vendors and enterprise wealth management firms to guide them towards making better business and technology decisions. In fact, February of next year will be our 17th year in business. If your company has a software product that you're selling to, asset managers, broker-dealers, or RIAs, or other firms, go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and fill out the Contact Us form. Our Wealth Tech research team will reach out to you because we can deliver a wide range of market insights for your firm, including competitive analysis, partnership analysis, addressable and obtainable market estimates, sales targeting, and insights on buying decisions, and more. Every Wealth Tech vendor needs this data to be successful, especially when entering new markets. And you can start the process off by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. I'm so happy to have our next guests on the program. They are both from Franklin Templeton. We have Deepak Agrawal, VP of Global Fintech. Hey, Deepak. Hi, Craig. How are you? Fantastic, man. And we also have Matt McComber, VP of Digital Wealth in the Americas. Hey, Craig, great to be with you. Thanks for having us. Nice to have both of you. I like having a crowd. It's almost like a panel. Right? <laughs> we have a little discussion and then go back and forth. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm actually recording this live um, at the uh, Market Council Summit in Miami Beach. And where are you guys calling in from? So we both are based out of uh, Bay Area in California, and it's a nice weather here. So hope you are enjoying Miami Beach as well. Finally, I have nice weather. I had to fly to Miami to get it leaving, you know, crappy, cold New Jersey. So here we are. We're all enjoying ourselves. So let's just, let's just jump right into this. So Deepak, can you give us the 30-second elevator pitch for 
We're talking about the goals optimization engine that Franklin Templeton has released uh, and, and that technology. We're really interested in how, how it works and how enterprise wealth management firms can use it. So can you explain what is the goals optimization engine? Absolutely, Craig. So goals optimization engine is an investment advice methodology that we developed in-house. And this methodology provides personalized portfolios. We are using dynamic program optimization as the underlying uh, methodology. And the objective of this is to maximize probability of achieving any stated goal for individuals. I must mention that this methodology helps support both accumulation and decumulation goals across multiple accounts. Some of the key characteristics are where it, the sole uh, idea of this engine is to focus on probability of achieving a goal and that drives the asset allocation. The portfolios are created in a manner where these are unique glide path or investment path for each individuals. And uh, lastly, this methodology can accommodate and be responsive for changing asset allocation, depending upon the market movements, change in capital market expectation, as well as goal changes for the individuals. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on is I think the goals, the goals optimization engine or GO, right? The GOE, the GOE application, I think it's, it's unique and it's got some interesting features that I wanted to bring out. And one of the things you just mentioned, what talking about the dynamic programming optimization and, and how it changes it and how is it different? Because everyone uses glide paths. Everyone's got that. Every financial planning app has that. So what's wrong with that? And why does a dynamic asset allocation deliver better results? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because many a times, uh, you know, the challenge is that we do a good job as uh, maybe wealth managers and advisors in ascertaining what is the risk profile for an individual and then provide them a standard light path based on their risk appetite or risk capacity, but then leave it to them with respect to the market movements versus following more like an institutional approach of a liability driven. So we try to differentiate with goals optimization engine where at every point in time, the probability of achieving the stated goal remains at the center. And this methodology dials up or down the portfolio risk with a, an aim to say that what are the opportunities in terms of taking extra risk or reducing the risk so as the individual can meet it. And more importantly, does not have any standard uh, way of assigning an individual to a specific glide path, but it actually creates a unique investment path for each individual and not only at the beginning, but at a regular frequency helps in terms of assessing whether they are on the track or they should be taking certain changes in the portfolio. And, and Craig, further, I would, I would, I would add to that, the, you know, efficient front, efficient portfolios don't always equal alignment with an investor objective, right? And what, what really, what we're trying to think about is this idea, as sort of Deepak said, is he's kind of, you know, looking at how. Uh, a pension fund might manage a liability, really looking at redefining risk, you know, as a probability of not meeting a goal versus simply a standard deviation of a portfolio. So really being 
um, investor-centered, uh, not just sort of capital market-centered. And that's one of the other things I like about Go in that we hear a lot of, you know, as a consultant, we hear lots of buzzwords. Lots of vendors are coming in with buzzwords. And one of them that I really hate is hyper-personalization. Everyone talks about their, it's hyper-personalized, but it really isn't. It's no different than what they had before. They just put a new name on it. And that's why a lot of investment uh, products aren't really personalized. They may change a couple of things, tweak something here and there, but they do it once when they start the, pro when they start the portfolio when they start and then they just, let, they just set it and forget it and let it just run. Maybe they check it once a year, but they don't really do a lot of analysis. It's not really dynamic. So that's why I thought that your, dyna your dynamic personalization is really hyper-personalization because it's, it's, it's evaluating each individual investor on their own and the algorithm's doing the work that an, an advisor just can't do in his head. Yes, absolutely, Greg. And in fact, I would add to that, uh, you know, from an individual's perspective, when you are at a certain size of your portfolio, you have an advisor who is ready to support you from uh, the advice perspective and looking at all of this. But the moment we go down on the chain, we know from our experience that advice gap is a big challenge. And how this technology helps us is that we have looked at a scientific way of saying, how do you aim for each individual's uh, liability via their goals, and then use the technology to of offer them an advice which is well suited to help them achieve their goals. And many a times it's not about the superlative outcome uh, just in terms of performance, but it's about saying how are you managing the risk and the return which is required for the individual. And that's where I we believe that uh, this methodology is truly differentiated. And, and further, you know, really accounting for inevitable changes in investment, investor behavior, life circumstances, you know, withdrawals, um, capital infusions, and, and, and looking at the markets. When the, the markets are great, we, we adjust, but do we always adjust when sort of life circumstances are changing? I think Deepak brings up a great point around this idea of, of an advice gap. And, and Craig, another, another buzzword that I, I don't particularly uh, care for, so this notion of at scale. Right. Like, like, again, another one that's overused, but we truly believe that something like this, where you, you said the algorithm is doing the work, that we truly can look to um, address this, this advice gap that we are seeing and really kind of democratize access to sort of, sort of the smartest or portfolio planning mechanism out there. You're, you're incorporating you know, thousands of hours of research and lots of people's smarts into the software. That's right. So how does this, uh, how would an enterprise wealth management firm implement this product? How, how, you know, I can see how an RIA would use it, but how would an enterprise wealth management firm take the goals optimization and integrate it into their existing tech stack? Yeah, um, it's, um, you know, if, if you look at, if you look at the, the, this idea, you know, we, we talk about, a couple of things, talk about platformization and componentization, right? These enterprise firms that have platformized, if I can make up a word, um, and have an existing platform and tech stack. And what we're coming in with is this component, this is this goals optimization engine that we think is, in fact, a better mousetrap. But we know no, nobody's interested in going from their platform and alt tabbing out to another website, logging in. Um, doing uh, doing their work there and then kind of going back to their platform. So what we've built 
with, with Go is uh, for someone like an, an enterprise, an entirely sort of API driven interface that will plug into um, any existing platform uh, where uh, if, if, if it, you know, most of these firms have planning software, have risk analytics software that we're not going to go in and, and replace those necessarily. But we, what we can do is take the inputs from those systems, hit the Go engine, and then return sort of this, this personalized, personalized portfolio recommendation. And then furthermore, integrate those portfolios within their existing kind of portfolio diagnostic tools. So we know that ease of access is paramount if this is going to be successful. And if we don't make it simple and make the advisor and make the home office office's life easier, uh, then ultimately this is going to fail. So we've put a lot into building out this sort of API infrastructure that, that will tie in seamlessly to um, an existing tech stack. In fact, in addition to what Matt mentioned about uh, flexibility and customization, I must also mention that from an enterprise perspective, this methodology has been uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of awarded. It has been uh, developed in, par in a partnership with the uh, uh, the uh, academic rigor. So, you know, our team at Franklin Templeton partnered with uh, two professors at Santa Clara University and jointly they have developed this methodology. And we also have received a process patent for this. So this all brings a credibility around what an enterprise can look for as a solution. And one more thing, which is very important from an enterprise perspective that we feel in our experience that they like to have uh, their preferences and customization around some of the investment requirement. So this methodology can accommodate the requirement on asset class preferences or what should go as underlying fulfillment product, as well as if there are certain capital market expectation of their own, it can accommodate that as well. Can you give me an example of some customization that can be done with uh, the goals optimization engine in that case? Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll add one and then uh, Matt may also have a few. So for example, in the defined contribution space, we are looking at use case of Go to offer managed account solution. And as you can imagine that in a defined contribution space, you have a planned menu. And if a managed account solution needs to be offered, uh, generally, it is preferred that it picks up the fulfillment from the underlying uh, plan menu options. And we have been successfully working with uh, our advisory firm partners to look at the plan menu options, create the model portfolios which uh, suit to those specific requirements, and also accommodating to the capital market expectations or asset class preferences of those large advisory partner firms. That's another advantage of the goals optimization engine is your customized solutions can handle different investment products and different capital markets assumptions. It's not just one size fits all. Absolutely. Yeah, Craig, I, I, think, I think that's right. And, and you, you, you brought up sort of a, a, an enterprise using this, but like we, in, in the, the, the clients that we're working with now, if, if we've got we've got an RIA firms and 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 we sort of run the, the gamut of kind of interest in in Go, there are some uh, smaller RIA firms that are that are more than happy to use 
Franklin's capital market expectations, uh, use our sort of six suite of 16 portfolios um, that are kind of along the efficient frontier for, for Go uh, and, and, and so the underlying asset allocation and product selection, but also have the flexibility and again, working with our Franklin Templeton Investment Solutions Group uh, to bring their own capital market assumptions, bring their own portfolios, and uh, again, have that level of flexibility. Let's let the API and the algorithm do the work and use their investment methodology to, to integrate. So we want to be able to accommodate you know, folks who want to bring their own or folks that really want us to do the heavy lifting. Hey, I want to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation is a nonprofit that recognizes financial advisors for their exceptional charitable work. Their 15th annual Invest in Others Awards will be held digitally this year from September 20th through September 23rd. That's just eight days from now. Be sure to tune in each day at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time to watch as each award category winner is unveiled. You can watch on investinothers.org forward slash awards. And there's no logins or passwords required. Now, I've been involved with Invest in Others for three, no, four years now. It's a great organization. They do a lot of good. Uh, please donate on the website, investinothers.org. I'm sure your company will match your donations. And almost every wealth management company that I know of is involved in Invest in Others. They do a, a, some fantastic work. Each finalist in the Invest in Others Awards receives a donation of $20,000, and the winners in each category, and I believe there are five categories, receive between $50,000 and $75,000 towards their nonprofit. And these are life-changing amounts for some of these organizations. And I've been uh, lucky enough to be part of the judging on some of these categories. And they're, uh, the, the categories are things like local community involvement, uh, international charitable work, um, uh, you know, uh, lifetime achievement awards, uh, things like that. So uh, they, they break it out in different ways, and it's really tough to, to pick the winners because there's so many good charities that are doing such good work, building schools, getting um, helping feed people, building orphanages overseas, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, makes me feel really inadequate. I really got to step up my, my volunteer game, but investinothers.org is a great uh, organization, great charity. You should check them out at their website. And uh, you don't want to miss their awards this year. And please tune in on their website, investinothers.org forward slash awards to find out who wins. I don't know who's going to win. We need to learn. We need to know. We want to know who the winners are. So check them out. One thing we were discussing before we started talking was the advice gap. Can you explain what the advice gap is and how Go helps to close that? So that is in fact one of our four key themes uh, within our group that we are very much focused on uh, looking at as uh, you know solving via digital and some of the unique investment IP. So the way we look at uh, Craig from our perspective is that advice gap is where you have a large population which is currently not being catered by the traditional advisors via uh, the traditional advice approaches. And the simple reason is that the account balance is not enough to justify the cost involved. So where we see the opportunity is, can we create simple interfaces and this kind of methodology via Go, which can take certain inputs via that simple interface 
for each individual and then run the methodology uh, via APIs to provide specific recommendations that can help in terms of identifying what should be the asset allocation, what should be the investment portfolio for each individual, and not only do that at one time on enrollment, but continuously monitor it based on changes in the capital market expectation or the topsy-turvy movement in market, as well as any changes in the goals or preferences for each individual. Now, we are using technology, we can get it to a scale where it can be offered to a mass affluent and a mass market population. And that's very exciting uh, to us. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And, and Craig, further that, I would say that we've we we've got clients right now who are uh, maybe a, a decent size, good size RIA firm that is looking, like Deepak said, to expand into in, into a mass affluent segment that might not have been um, you know as appealing to them in the past. But we've integrated Go. Uh, for example, we've got a, a platform that uh, we we built along with uh, uh, Bamboo and Apex Clearing. Uh, that's called Tango. That is a a full uh, robo advice capability. Um, the difference between a traditional robo advisor and Tango is that this it's actually plumbed with the Go algorithm. So you may be an uh, an RA firm that wants to expand, but again needs the technology to scale that. Um, just doesn't have uh, that the, the capacity to deal with. Uh, with a huge influx of accounts, but can bring in something like a Tango and offer it to a a wider array of clients and actually, you know, mine the Tango accounts for when they've hit a threshold where it might be might be worth the conversation to kind of graduate that client into sort of a full service uh, relationship. So we really think that um, um, you know democratizing access to you know giving everyone access to uh, you know smart portfolio recommendation and, and financial planning through through to go is a, is a huge opportunity for this application. Yeah, and a lot of firms don't know how to what to do with their small accounts. They all talk about the ability to you know, get a lottery ticket, like bring all these small accounts in, and hopefully a certain percentage of them will hit whatever your minimum threshold is for advisors. But with your software, they can uh, it, it can be automated that whole process rather than having to check it on a regular basis. Oh, we missed this account; it's been sitting for two years. And meanwhile, your your software should alert them much earlier than that, right? That that that's right, and. And and a, a great experience for their clients as well because they're they're put on a you know not just a glide path but a, a glide path that's really driven by again maximizing the probability of achieving the outcome of, of their goal and it's not you know it it's it it's not a a, a set it and forget it or target date fund it, it really is this sort of goal based framework that on a periodic typically an annual basis is going to get sort of you know reallocated and and and, and reviewed to ensure that they're on the best the best path possible. So something you mentioned earlier was how Tango, um, the robo-advisor, which is uh, built by Bamboo, the company based out of Singapore, right? the, the, uh, yes. the, the platform provider, built Tango using the goals optimization engine. And they built it completely with APIs. So it's all API based. So can you talk about your API structure, your infrastructure, why you built it this way? And is it truly API or is it just some like integration magic in the back end? Absolutely. So in fact, uh, we, we, we take pride in saying that we have used the latest technology 
to support this investment methodology. And you mentioned APIs. It is this methodology and this solution is cloud hosted. It is delivered via APIs and it's a bi-directional API because you know, unlike some of the traditional investment uh, advice where you do the risk profiling one time and then you allocate the client into one of the uh, five model portfolios and then let that uh, be managed via standard light path. Here we are doing a dynamic asset allocation via constant monitoring of different data points. So these APIs really help us in terms of offering this as a solution behind the scenes which can work with any platform provider or any wealth technology or other firms who are ready to accept the solution via APIs in terms of an input. And to that extent, the infrastructure is really uh, scalable. And I also would like to mention is that the way that we have developed this, it is not limited to the US as a market, but can be portable across uh, the globe in terms of different requirements on the uh, uh, portfolio, as well as on the advice methodology. So we are trying to uh, look at different use cases across international markets as well. So you got ahead of me, Deepak. I was gonna ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> you answered them all. I was gonna ask you, is this really a true, is this API bi-directional or is it just like a bunch of polls or a bunch of little pushes but no, you said it's bi-directional. And is it a, a large portion of the data or it's just a couple of fields that we can pass between, between applications? So in fact, the way it works is that we just need the five data input for each individual. And those five inputs will help the engine to provide an output back. And that output could be that you are doing well with the expected probability, so no need to worry. But I can assure you that that's not the output for majority of us. Right. So some people are underfunded, some are overfunded. Mm -hmm. So then the engine, what it does is that it provides the output in the form of a recommendation of saying that to meet certain desired probability, you need to either increase your allocation or maybe uh, defer your goal mm -hmm. or some recommendation. Or if you are overfunded, it can actually tell you that, you know what, you're doing good. So why don't you dial up your risk? or maybe have additional goal that you can meet with this. That would be nice. And <laughs> how well, now here's the question. Do, when you build your own stuff, when you do your own internal development, are you using your own APIs or is that just for show? That's just for external partners. Like we, we call it eating your own dog food. Do you actually use these APIs internally? Yes, absolutely, because that's something which we wanted to be sure of that it works internally well. And we can give some example that, yes, we are ready to integrate with third party. So I would like to mention uh, you know, a couple of examples here. So one, we have our ultra high net worth and high net worth fiduciary trust business in the US and Canada. So we are currently working on uh, deploying Go for a use case which can help on their client segment. So that is where I think it fits into our internal use case and we are using the same API infrastructure to deploy that. And secondly, what we also are doing is, we, for example, have a strategic investment in firms like Bamboo, Quantifeed, and some of the others in the US and international. So we are very much looking at 
making sure that the same uh, API infrastructure is being deployed when we are looking at bundle solution. And last but not the least, our wealth tech platform firm advisor engine in the US, we are again using the same infrastructure and deploying Go into their platform. That's a big move. I mean, advisor engine has been around for a long time. They were one of the first digital onboarding tools. I mean, we looked at them for large broker dealers five years ago. They were one of the only players. So that was a great move by you guys to acquire them. So how do they take advantage of Go? Like, How would you connect Go and Advisor Engine? Sure. So uh, again, if, if you think about you know, some of the, the, the use cases from an, an advisor perspective um, and an advisor using something like an Advisor Engine mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to come in and you, you've got your sort of client information. Uh, and then you know, I think step one, as a as a sort of you know, decision support system for that advisor around mapping to a specific portfolio, right? So, uh, going in, putting uh, the inputs, you know, might come from um, uh, again a, a a planning software that you use, a risk software might come from Advisor Engine. Um, hit 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 the Go Engine again, get that kind of initial portfolio recommendation, um, and then. Sort of being able to map the client to that portfolio and then manage it all through the advisor engine sort of interface throughout kind of the process of that customer lifecycle. And then additionally, um, a, a new feature that we're working on is a um, sort of digital portfolio construction tool mm-hmm. and capability. So if you think about extending that use case to an advisor getting that portfolio recommendation and, and then actually being able to do a sort of diagnostic decomposition of that portfolio, sort of do an x-ray on it to see, um, you know, what does that portfolio look like? You might have a client that's coming with a um, coming with their own portfolio, as you typically would, sort of load that into, into a portfolio diagnostic, bring a, bring a sort of a, a go, one of the go portfolio, recommended portfolios in and run a side-by-side comparison ultimately resulting in a proposal that then you go out to that client um, as, as a prospect and say, look, here's, here's what we can do. And then again, bringing that capability uh, to advisor and to expand the reach of, of go and the ability to really help advisors kind of scale that business. Cause Craig, as you know, um, advisors are uh, would much prefer spending their time on client communications, building their business and, and not on sort of portfolio management. And this move to sort of advisors as financial life coaches um, beyond portfolio managers, we really think uh, we can help satisfy that and make that advisor's life just considerably easier by doing the heavy lifting on not only that initial sort of allocation you will get through an advisor engine, but the ongoing sort of management and sort of care and feeding of that client. The care and feeding of your clients. Yeah, so um, how do you decide on these investments? So that's a a big move to invest in other companies. Can we expect to see more, you know, tighter integrations and more features from those partnerships? Yeah. So, Craig, just to just to understand the question, is it more about saying that how are we integrating within the fintech firms that we have invested in, mm-hmm. or the third-party platforms? The the ones you invested in, like Bamboo and Quant. Did you say Quanti was the other one? So Quanti Feed. Quanti. Yeah. So you're right. So you know what we are doing is that you know from our group perspective, we are very focused on the strategic investment across mm-hmm. these fintech firms. 
So in some scenarios, we have acquired those capabilities like an advisor engine or the financial guard, which was acquired by Leg Mason, and we got right. that as part of the transaction. So we continue to look at how do we enhance the capabilities on these platform. We are adding uh, goals optimization engine as well as adding some of the other digital capabilities. But besides that, when we have these strategic investment, as I mentioned, so Bamboo and Quantifeed are the firms which are focused more on uh, B2B robo solutions. Uh, They are operating both in Asia as well as uh, Bamboo is operating in the US. Mm -hmm. And we also have uh, a minority strategic investment in Coherent, which is more of an insure tech firm. We also invested uh, in VWISE, Uh, in the U.S. as more of a client engagement and adoption tool provider. So to answer your question directly, yes, we are very focused on looking at different use cases. We are integrating with these. And sometimes it may be a a bundled product like a Tango, where we have Bamboo as the front end, Go as the advice, and Apex as the custodian. But in the other scenarios, it could be where we are doing these specific deployments for large banks or maybe some of these platforms where it could be a custom deployment, but it makes sure that there is a close connectivity between the capabilities these fintech offer and what we can support via investment methodology as well as the uh, model portfolio and investment products. I tell you guys, we packed a lot of information into this one episode, and we've we've hit the the end of our allotted time. Uh, you know, Deepak and Matt, so glad to have you on the program. Can you tell us where people can learn more about the goals optimization engine? Absolutely, correct. So, in fact, you know, we have a, a good set of content that we are currently hosting on our website. So that is one space where, you know, some of the basic information can be found out. And it is always our pleasure. Both Matt and I will be very happy to uh, provide more information and engage with any interested uh, parties over here. In fact, that is part of our role that we are trying Mm -hmm. to promote. So for sure, we are very happy to support all of that. And uh, there are some white papers that are already being published as part of Journal of Investment Management and some other publications. So those could be a good source of information, but we are happy to share as well. And, and Craig, further, I would, I would say uh, uh, tangorobo.com will give a, a great overview of the Tango platform and, and how the investment methodology of Go is sort of plumbed into it. So encourage your, your listeners to check that out as well. And also franklintempleton.com. Absolutely. Great. Matt and Deepak, thanks so much for being here. Thank Thanks, so Craig. Always great talking to you. Hey, it's Craig again. Thanks for listening to the episode. Here are my three takeaways. The goals optimization engine generates an individual glide path for each investor, and it's a dynamic asset allocation versus the old way of static glide paths. The difference between a traditional robo-advisor and Tango, their B2B robo powered by the GOE, is that it's actually plumbed or powered by the GOE algorithms. This uh, tool can be used as a home office uh, application to standardize portfolio mapping, taking inputs from financial planning tools or risk tools, 
uh, and turns it into a more of a platform that's componentized that you can plug in and, and play with as you see fit. That's all we got for this episode. Thanks for listening. And before we go, please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and subscribe to our newsletter. Every month you will get an email chock full of wealth management goodness, updates, news, links, articles, all kinds of interesting stuff for you. I know you will be excited by it. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all again next time.